What's up, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Glow Podcast, where we discuss confidence, mindset, manifestation, and so much more. My name is Mariana, and I am here to help you banish your negative thinking and limiting doubts so that you can glow in all aspects of your life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today's guest is April Franchini, a food freedom and body love coach. We talked about her story of being hospitalized for anorexia nervosa and nearly dying to finding food freedom and body love. This is a great episode for anyone who wants to recover from an eating disorder and find freedom and balance with food. We also talk about how you can reconnect to your intuition and do a deep reprogramming of your current beliefs around food, body, and movement to live a happy and fulfilling life. What's up, my beautiful friends? It is my absolute pleasure to welcome our guest today, Miss April. Hello. Um, So April, for the beginning, if you could just quickly tell everyone who doesn't know you yet something about yourself, who you are, what do you do, what are you doing here in Bali? Yes, for sure. So where do I start? It's like so, like so many things in my head. Okay, so um, what am I doing here in Bali? First of all, I just moved here a couple of months ago because I just couldn't do it anymore in Switzerland. <laughs> I am from Switzerland and I just needed I just needed the ocean. I just needed some warm weather. I just needed to just go away from all the chaos that was in Switzerland and Europe. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, follow my heart, follow my intuition. And that is what brought me here. And I'm really, I'm really happy. Um, it's beautiful. I'm grateful. I, I love the water. I love I love the ocean. So that's amazing. Um, what I'm doing. So I am a body love and food freedom coach, and I specifically work with women who restrict eating, because that is where I was um, probably five six years ago. I was in this restrictive eating cycle. I, I was diagnosed with anorexia and I was hospitalized for three months and that didn't really help me um, because I wasn't in the headspace of changing. So obviously I wasn't open in receiving the support and the guidance that I needed to, to recover and overcome this, um, this eating disorder. So yeah the hospital didn't help me at all and i went out of the hospital and they lost all the weight again then something happened which i honestly don't know what was exactly i don't i don't know what was it i just know that something clicked inside my head and i was like okay i want to change and during my recovery journey is where i realized that i wanted to help other girls and women in you know, just finding freedom again in food, in life and finding love and acceptance for for their bodies because when I was healing, it was such a magical time even though it was super hard and like super difficult because obviously you are fighting with yourself and with this voice that is inside of your head that is telling you, do not eat, you are so ugly, you are not worthy. So obviously it wasn't easy, but at the same time it was magical because whenever I was able to fight this voice, 
I was like, wow, I am so strong. Like I can do this. I am like so amazing, you know, like I'm so powerful. So it was like, okay, that is such a great feeling. And I want to be able to guide other girls in this because it is so worthy. It is so worthy. You achieve so many things in life. And the thing is that, yes, body love and food freedom, amazing, but there is so much more than body love and food freedom because you literally gain freedom in your life not only when it comes to food or just feeling worthy and enough in your body so that was brought me here in this like coaching space and yeah that is a little bit what what brought me there thank you so much for sharing i can totally relate to a lot of what you said <clears throat> sorry i also went through anorexia when i was 14 and 15 and it was just such a dark time for me because it's not like you said it's not just it's not just about the food it's also about your relationships with others and social events and things and not I was like so afraid of going to dinner with my friends and I never would go I would just literally spend so much time alone in my room and it was like you said recovery was not only being free from all those food thoughts but also free in life like you know you like start to live again and you start to experience things again so yeah if if you don't mind could you talk a little bit about how how your anorexia started if it was from your childhood or if you can even link it to maybe some part of your life yeah for sure so i was always a slim child a slim kid and they didn't <laughs> worry about my body or what I was eating I, I could I could have literally like eat everything and I was still super slim that was just my body and that was until I was probably 10 11 because I'm not sure how it is in other countries but in Switzerland at 11 you start with middle school so you're not in elementary school anymore you are in another school you feel like you're almost like a teenager you're growing up you know it's like so it's, it's that period of your life you know and I started comparing myself to other girls I had this best friend in middle school and she was like I believe she was so beautiful but what I could see is that she was slimmer than me and I was like okay I am not like her and I want to be the best. I want to be the slimmest, you know? And then, you know, <laughs> teenage years, you have like your your first crush. <laughs> and I had this crush on this boy and I remember that he was into the other girl. And I was like, okay, so that is the sign for me that I am definitely not enough because if I was like her, if my body looked like hers, you know, I would be the one, um, uh, how do you say that? Holy shit. Dating him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, the one dating him. And yeah, that, w that is when I started comparing myself a lot with other girls. And then the more I was growing up, the more I started using social media. So I think that in that time, Instagram was like starting to grow 
or just it was like born Instagram and YouTube as well and I remember watching in YouTube like all the what I eat in a day's video um, what I eat in a day videos from you know the first influencers and they were eating super clean super like they were all from like the United States or like Australia. So they had all the products that I didn't have in Switzerland, which was like, oh, the fancy one, you know, like all this beautiful tropical fruit and like, I don't know, like tapioca flour or something like that. I didn't have that in Switzerland. And that was like, okay, that is what is healthy eating is. I'm not eating healthy. That's why um, there is something wrong in, in my body, which obviously there was nothing wrong in my body, but that was what I thought. And I was like, okay, I need to... I want to lose some weight. Um, then I started going, I, I was singing like when I was a little kid, I, I um, was singing like contest and I had this beautiful friend and we went to Slovenia together for a singing contest and she's a model, she's from Sweden. She's super, she's super tall and super beautiful. Like she's a supermodel, not supermodel, she's a model. Uh, but she was like so amazing and I remember that we went to Slovenia for like one week and in that one week I was like there that that is definitely that I, I am definitely wrong here like my body is wrong I am not good enough I don't I am not a good singer my body doesn't look nice um I need to change I need to change so I remember that in that summer, because it was summer um, 2015, uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna lose some weight. And I made this promise with myself and I was like, okay, you enjoy your, your week here in Slovenia and then once you're back home, you're gonna start your new diet. And I did that. I did that. I kept this promise to myself and I was like, okay, I'm gonna lose five kilos. It happened, I lost the five kilos, but obviously that didn't solve the issue because I kept feeling like shit, honestly. I felt, I kept feeling so unworthy, just not enough. And I was like, I, I need to lose more weight. So it was like, okay, another five kilos and then I will be happy, you know, that I will be happy when I, I lose, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, let's lose five kilos. And that was the moment where I had to start restricting my food even more, obviously. Uh, so I lost the five kilos and I don't remember exactly what, I, what was my weight there, but I lost the five kilos and again, that wasn't enough. So I kept going, I kept going, I kept restricting. And the more I kept going, the less I was eating. And at that point I was probably eating just, you know, salad, not like beautiful salad, just leaves of salad, green salad with like an apple or something like that. And at that moment, my mom started like being quite worried about me because she could feel or she could see actually that I was becoming skinnier and skinnier. I wasn't slim anymore, I was skinny which is different and I just wasn't myself anymore because I used to be always happy and positive and I I had like a lot of friends, I was socializing and everything stopped. I was just 
like you said before, at home, in my room, um, not really smiling, um, just wor worrying about food and, you know, just going home and saying to my mom, hey, I'm not gonna eat today, I feel like I'm not feeling well, so she was like, okay, there is something wrong, and then I remember that she called the doctor, and she called, um, like, no, I think she only called the doctor, and then from there, they started, like, keeping an eye on me, but from there, everything went downhill so quickly, like, in literally three months, I lost even more weight, and that is the point where I... I had to be hospitalized. So I don't remember your question, to be honest, but no, I hope keep, I answered keep, it. <laughs> keep going because, um, you know, you're sharing your story and it's really brave of you because a lot of people don't, don't share it, even though so many people in this world are going through exactly this, feelings of unworthiness, comparison, you know, especially with social media. You can, at any point of the day, you open your Instagram and you just see beautiful women but you know what you don't see you only see the best of their life and you think that everyone's yeah. just so happy and if you're what I thought is like if you're thin then you're happy like I just like associated things like my worth was only based on my thinness my yeah. skinniness yeah. and I know so many girls like I said this in another podcast you know I have so many friends from modeling and I don't know a single person who wouldn't have an eating disorder literally everyone and we just have to fucking start talking about this because it's a real issue and um yeah I really appreciate that you're you're talking about it and that you're sharing your story uh because it's not pretty but it's reality uh, could you share about you being hospitalized and just like yeah. brutally share it because I know my friend from modeling she was also hospitalized and just what she told me about being in the hospital is i don't know what hospitals are like in switzerland probably probably better than in the czech republic with the, uh with the nurses and everything but yeah feel free to say so um just every time i'm sharing about this part of my life i want to I, want, I just want to put a disclaimer here. Um, that was like my experience at the hospital. And even though it seems like I'm talking negatively about this experience, it's just because that was my experience. But I'm not saying that it's not worthy or it doesn't work for everybody. So if you're going through an eating disorder and you have this opportunity to get hospitalized and you have this feeling inside of you that is going to help you, just go for it. Um, because you never know. But that is just my personal experience. I just put this disclaimer here. <laughs> did you uh, just, I want to ask, did you go to the hospital? Like, was it your choice and, or was it more your mom's choice? Uh, honestly, it wasn't, it was the choice of the nurse or the doctors. They were like, you can't stay at home anymore because the problem with me, obviously the weight, but because of the weight, my heart was failing. So they said that literally if I waited like two days ago, two, two days later, I might not be here today because my heart was like beating so slowly and I just couldn't do anything. You know, like even walking was like two meters was like a workout for me. And that was the real reason like one day I went there for my usual check-in the weight dropped again and they were like you have to come here today and they told me that for like they've been they've been telling me that for they've been telling me that for like 
two weeks or something and they told me just make your luggages in case you have to come here and I was like I'm not gonna make it I'm not I'm not coming here you are you're crazy I'm not coming here this is like in your dreams I'm just staying home I'm, I'm doing fine you know <laughs> and so I had I didn't have um my things ready but at that that day they were like you have to come here and there is no choice and obviously it was hard for my mom and my dad um but they were like we want to see you live your life we don't want to see you die so they they decided <laughs> getting so emotional <laughs> oh, let it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> they decided to obviously get me hospitalized because they were like we love you so we know that at least maybe it's not gonna help you completely mentally but it's gonna help you gain some weight and make your heart beat properly again you know so you can you can still live your life um so i had i still remember it now it's like so funny uh, but I still remember it. I went crazy when they told me that I started crying so much and like I was literally like just jumping and I don't know I was literally crazy everybody at the hospital was like terrified because it was like a monkey jumping everywhere um, and they were like please just calm down because this is not good for you um, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you do you have to stay here so just stop <laughs> I was like okay um, not really but yeah um, so my mom went home and she prepped some things for me you know just PJs and clothes and everything my dad my dad was with me and he was trying to calm me down um, and I was so so mad with them because they were. I was like, "You don't love me because you're you're you making me stay here at the hospital. You do not love me." I felt like I felt like my heart dropped completely. Like my world fell apart in that moment because the thing is that in Switzerland, at least in in the hospital that I I was in, um, I know there are some hospitals that are different, but in the hospital that I was in, I couldn't see or speak or use the phone I didn't have my phone or anything really with my parents or with anybody so I was completely alone I could see my parents only on only on Sunday two hours for two hours that that broke me that that is the reason why that broke me because I was like I can't do it without my mom like I have a beautiful relationship with with her and she was like my rock and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And that was that was really the the reason why I was so broke. And the fact that I I I could see her like only in the only in the weekend for two hours. So like literally it's like it's like the worst thing. So yeah, I had to hand out my phone and everything, and I even had to like buy a cd player to to listen to some music because i couldn't i couldn't hear like music from an ip an ipod or something like that so i had to buy a cd player a cd player i mean <laughs> like this is crazy um but yeah um so at the hospital <laughs> sorry it was so funny mm -hmm. uh sorry at the hospital the the first two weeks i i i was able or they gave me the possibility to just eat normally. So they gave me like 
lunch, breakfast, dinner, snacks, and they were just, okay, just here, eat. Uh, obviously, that didn't work out because I didn't want to eat. And obviously, the, the weight dropped again. So they, they decided to put the feeding tube on me. And also for the meals, I had to have an to ha- I had to had a nurse with me checking that I was eating because at one point I was I was just taking the food and throwing it away in the toilet because I was like so they so they know I am eating but obviously I wasn't eating and they are not stupid because my weight wasn't going up um, so I had this feeding tube and that is the that was the main source of food for me and that helped me gain weight pretty fast which it wasn't good for my mental health because obviously I could see the weight and I was like holy shit I'm not even eating because at that point I was still like throwing up throwing away the food and I was like I'm and I'm gaining so much weight so let's keep not eating you know um but then because I wasn't open to receive the support and the guidance from the psychologist and the therapies that I was doing at the hospital obviously I didn't want to like I I made this promise to myself when I was at the hospital okay when you go out you can lose all your all the weight so just keep keep being strong here keep eating because that is what is gonna help you get out of the hospital and once your weight is perfect and they'll see that you are so you are okay they are gonna let you out so you can just start again your way of eating so i i made this promise to myself and unfortunately i kept it so i gained all the weight that i had to gain and i lied to everybody at the hospital especially at the end they were like how do you feel now with your new weight and i was like i feel amazing i am so happy and i wish i had this like recovery opportunity and uh, before because it feels so great I was just lying I was just lying because I had this plan in my head and I went out of the hospital and like I said I kept my promise and I relost all all the weight so yeah that, that was a little bit inside the hospital I'm not gonna give like many more details about like the therapies because they were like weird therapies sometimes they had to like even just do some creative things with a lot another lady and I was like how is this gonna help me get better like if I want to be creative I can do it by myself but that is like what I was yeah I don't know well mm-hmm. I'm gonna just leave it here <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that and so then you went home and you relapsed yeah. uh you lost the weight again and then you said something clicked inside of you and you wanted to help other girls so what was this what was this change and what did it look like when you decide okay now really yeah so after the hospital i kept going to psychologists and the thing is that i didn't want their support so i just went to the sessions and literally didn't say a word and at one moment my my mom was like okay not this is not helpful like you're not speaking he's not speaking this is like literally a waste of money you know this is not this is not helping you um and i kept begging my mom to stop going to the psychologist because i was like i can do it by myself and i one i remember that it was summer again 
and it was like difficult to find an appointment with the psychologist because I was either on holiday or he was on holiday um so my mom was like okay I'm just gonna give you this three months of summer to prove me that you can do it alone because if you say that this is the problem but you going to the psychologist not helping you I'm gonna give you this opportunity and that is when something clicked inside my head because I like I was I started cleaning my social media and I started following other people that went through my through the same journey as me and I saw how happy they were after they recovered and that sparked my my desire to to feel happy again I was like so tired I I was like I don't want to live my life like that it's it's too much it was quote to quote fun for like this amount of time but now I I can't do it anymore like I'm literally wasting my life and when I realized that I think that was the click inside my head and I was like okay I really do want to change and then yeah I wish I had like a coach or another type or another kind of support around me because that would have taken me like a lot less and more easy if you can say like that a lot easier um to like recover and heal but um for the first year or so I I did it by myself and then I hired like a coach but it was yeah I don't remember your question sorry yeah what what your journey was so you hired a coach oh yeah so um yeah I did my first the first year of healing like alone and just being inspired by others and yeah like uh then I probably like a year ago or two years ago yeah one year and a half ago probably I hired a coach who brought my healing level to like healing um journey to the next level and that is when um I started going into intuitive eating food freedom and getting really in tune with my body because in my recovery journey until until then I was still tracking my calories I was going to the gym and everything I was feeling absolutely fine but I was still tracking my calories and controlling how much I was eating which was I was eating like a a good amount of food but I was still controlling so that's still like not really good right um so hiring a coach helped me get to the next level and really step into my intuition and intuitive eating and yeah so where would you say you are now in regards to food uh now 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 that i am like i'm like so usually what i what i what i use and what i say with like my my clients and my my community is that there are more phases in intuitive eating so in the first phase of intuitive eating, you just have to go all in, literally, and just allow yourself to have everything that your body is craving because your body is craving balance and he, he wants to rebalance again. So obviously, probably, you're going to crave all the cakes, all the cookies, all, all the less nutritious stuff and even though at phase number, in the phase number two, uh, in phase number two of your intuitive your intuitive eating journey you you have to start questioning your cravings of course because you can't really always have what your body is craving um because it depends on your on your goals on what you know is best for you so 
but before that um you literally have to just eat everything that your body is craving without even thinking without even questioning it just just go for it so um a few uh, one year ago a few months ago I was in that in that first phase of intuitive eating where I literally went all in and once your body understands that all food is allowed is all food is like there is no good or bad food everything is allowed um you can you naturally enter in the second phase of intuitive eating where you can start questioning your cravings you so for example you crave um i don't know like cake and salad or something like that and you're like okay i'm craving i'm craving that cake but i know that is in this present moment for my body it's better to have a salad because i don't know for example you're not feeling really well so you want to nourish your body with like nutritious food so i'm now i am in this phase and i'm like questioning my cravings and really understanding what is good for my body and also for like my goals and everything because like in the intuitive eating space I was saying this in another podcast but in in, in the intuitive eating space sometimes coaches or people are like you can't have goals you know you just have to eat what you crave and you can't have goals for your fitness or your aesthetic or your health but that is not really the truth you can still you still can have goals you just have to make sure that the, these goals are out of love and not out of fear. So um, right now I am in this phase where I have goals and where I want the best for my body. So I am choosing everything out of love, which it doesn't mean that I am not, I'm not listening to my cravings. I am. I'm just making sure that this craving comes from love as well and not from the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, when I started recovering from anorexia, I also, I had like a year of, oh my God, like when I think back how much I was able to eat in one sitting, for example, because I was just so hungry and I thought, I felt like that that was also bad because I went from anorexia to binge eating disorder because I didn't understand this crucial all in step that is crucial when you're coming from an eating disorder. You just, like you said, have to balance it out and you have to literally eat everything that you want and Uh, for a long time I thought that this will never end I thought that for the rest of my life I will be like this monster who just has to eat so much (laughs) I wish I knew that after a few months it will balance itself out but I didn't know that so then I jumped into like binge eating so I would like eat a lot and then like purge and you know it was just like not pretty either just like anorexia I was like straight into another eating disorder so if you're listening to this like really it is such a crucial step to all in and then when I decided okay fuck this, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want, I'm just gonna end up being overweight, whatever, like, I just kind of, like, accepted it at that point, I, and I started eating how much I wanted, literally, how much I wanted, and for the first few weeks, months, I don't, I don't really remember how long that was, I was literally eating sugary cereal, like, I was vegan back then, but it was, like, all of the vegan junk food, it was, like, vegan donuts, vegan burgers, and I honestly, like, I didn't feel great. My skin didn't look great. Like I literally was just eating shit, but it was so good for my mental health. And I like went out a lot with my friends, ate pizzas, whatever. I would even eat two pizzas in one sitting. It was crazy, my appetite back then, but it makes so much sense. And then without forcing it or anything, eventually like I was full, you know, and I was like, I never 
for a long time I didn't feel the sense of fullness and I it was always like I, I always said oh my god guys I'm like an empty pit I can just keep going and just keep eating but there came a day when I was like hmm like I don't need this extra cake like I'm full and in my body was actually I was starting to realize my hunger signals my like full signals uh, and I was like oh my god this is amazing and then so naturally I like started to more turn towards the food that made me feel good and it was like you know instead of having sugary cereal I would have granola and it was like a change you know or if I instead of having like a full-on cake I would have a raw cake and it was like making things like slightly that would make me feel better and over time you know like right now I'm in a point in my life where I I don't crave cookies or cakes but not from a place where I feel like oh my god I cannot eat that Mm -hmm. more from a place like you said from love of like I would feel how good if I ate that exactly and it's so freeing because I'm choosing I'm choosing this not out of like fear of the food like you said not out of fear of being like oh my god if I eat this cookie I'm gonna gain weight no I don't care about that anymore I care more of like okay if I eat this cookie I probably will be very tired for the next two hours but I Maybe maybe let's eat some dates or something. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. dried fruit I love, you know, and that really hits the spot for me. So yeah, I just wanted to also say that that I completely agree with you. It's such an important step to go all in. I saw a YouTuber, I don't know what her name is. Do you, do you know? Stephanie something, I think. She did um, all Stephanie, in. Ba- Baltimore, something like that? Or Buttermore, I don't but, uh, know. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, okay. Sorry, Stephanie, <laughs> if you're listening to this, probably not. <laughs> um, but check that out guys also that I thought that was cool she went all in for like a year literally just eating whatever she wanted and then she talks about how how it balanced out eventually and I know that it feels like it will never balance out and I felt like oh you know like I went from one horrible nightmare to another but it does there is light at the end of the tunnel Uh, and just one more thing I wanted to say that I completely also resonate with you on the click I also had a click in my head from the eating disorder like for me the eating disorder was a lot about modeling you know I was in this business that required me to be my thinnest and even if I like let's say I wanted to lose five kilos then I got to the minus five kilos it still wasn't enough and it was like this constant like feeling like you're chasing something that is not even attainable and then uh, I came back from Asia modeling and I and I was, I remember this completely. I was in a car with my mom and I started crying because I said, you know, I, I will never be able to eat dinner with my family, like if I ever have a family. And then the next thing was, you know what? I might never even have a family because I don't have my fucking period. And it was like these things that started clicking. I was like, is this worth it for me? Like, is it worth it giving my whole life away for one year of being stick skinny like it just fucking wasn't worth it and when I connected more pain to this than pleasure because for some twisted reason it was giving me more pleasure than pain Mm -hmm. you know this feeling of being a perfectionist and controlling what I what I eat but then I connected more pain I was like fuck this and it was like a click you know um so I yeah, yeah I completely agree with you and I touched upon period. Did you also lose your period? Yeah. Honestly, I still don't have it back yet. Um, I'm working on that. Um, What I know... So I 
had like a lot of checkups with like gynecologists. Gynecologists. <laughs> okay. okay, sorry. Um, or like doctors and everything's, everything is fine. I just need to, to be patient, basically. Mm-hmm. What really helped me was not only the food, but also just like chilling out, like mm-hmm. meditating, getting massages, you know, just like getting out of this tense state. I didn't have my period for nine months. Um, and then, yeah, it took me a few months to get it back. Uh, and now it was so funny because before, before I lost it, like I used to hate my period. I would be like, oh God, I got my period. Like I would even call it such an ugly word in Czech. We have a word called krame and like girls say like krame, but it's like a really like negative connotation to period. And I, I would hate it. And now, ever since the, then, I lost it. And then when I get got it back, every month I celebrate, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my god, I'm a fucking queen. Oh <laughs> yes, queen. oh yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the period is so amazing. Like our bodies go, our bodies go through like such an, a magical moment, you know. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to get my period back as well. <laughs> I'm sure it will be soon. Um, is there anything that you would? recommend and if there's someone here listening and being like oh I can't get out of this cycle of restricting my food of feeling horrible I feel so ugly and fat yeah what what would you say to them so first of all if you're still in the restrictive eating cycle and you're saying that you can't stop eating so so little just stop saying that you can't and really start believing in yourself I know it's easier said than done, but start believing in yourself. Start waking up every day and say, I fucking can do it. And just put this as an intention. Don't don't say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to restrict eating or restrict eating or I'm not going to binge today. No, because that is not going to help you. Um, just say, today is going to be an amazing day. I'm going to allow my body to have exactly what it craves because I know that it's good for me. I know that it's going to make me feel so free, so happy, so whatever, insert your feeling and just really connect with your, with your why. Why do you want to do that? Why? For example, like for you, you said for your, for having a family and I can, I completely relate with that probably now. Um, if I, if I had my eating disorder now, I would relate with that. But, um, when, when I was in my eating disorder, I really didn't think about a family. I was just more thinking about like social events and um, just honestly feeling free and happy again and eating like a fucking cake in my birthday at my birthday and not really just, you know, half watermelon with like a candle on top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though that's great. I love yeah, watermelon. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Absolutely. Like if I would do that now, but out of love, because yeah. I love watermelon, not because I can't have a cake, you know, yeah. like you said. Or have both now. <laughs> exactly, exactly, for sure, absolutely. But in that moment, I just had this half watermelon because that was the only thing I was allowed to, even though I was craving that fucking piece of cake. So yeah, just connect with your why and believe in yourself because, because you can. And even though it seems never ending, because it, it does, I, I still remember it. it. seems like there is no light, no light at the end of the tunnel. But I promise you that if you keep going and if you keep believing in yourself, if you keep surrounding yourself with the right support, right people, right everything, right environment, you're going to make it through. Mm-hmm. Mindset is everything. I agree with yeah. that. If you just keep telling yourself, oh, I'm going to live like this forever, I hate my life, 
your mind is always listening and it's not going to show you the opportunities you're not even going to be opening yourself up to you know getting help getting a coach or getting someone who can guide you so yeah that is your homework from today waking up and saying the first thing you say you say today is going to be a fucking incredible day oh yes and i'm gonna i'm determined to love myself today and i'm gonna do good things for myself today yeah absolutely and another one of your homework is go through who you follow on social media and follow people who are happy positive and loving their bodies Um, because that's a big one for me you know if you're scrolling just (laughs) their Instagram and just it can be really not nice for your brain so just overload your mind with positivity you can do this you got this absolutely if a person in social media is making you feel like so contracted and that you have that you are wrong or you are not just not enough or you're not worthy just unfollow (laughs) simply simple just unfollow exactly I think this is a long podcast already, but I could talk about this for like hours and hours. You know, there's just always so much more to say about, you know, eating disorders. And but really, yeah, I really think the main thing is put yourself first. Start eating for a healthy body rather than a skinny body. This really changed changed me when I when I heard this Um, and just love yourself, you know, and it sounds so easy saying it. But really, all it is, is baby steps, showing up for yourself every day. And it really showing up for yourself starts with saying, today's going to be an incredible day. And eventually, you'll say, today's going to be an incredible day. And you'll add some other affirmation. Yeah. I am amazing. Yeah. Every time you walk past a mirror, you'll say, I am fucking amazing. Even though you at first it's going to be like, oh, I don't think so. You just keep saying it. And eventually, you'll start feeling it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Keep Keep going. It takes like... I heard that it takes, if you say one negative thing about yourself, it takes like 10 positive things to eliminate that other one. So do the math. It's like a lot of things that you have to say nicely to yourself. Yeah. So just just go for it. Just keep saying, I'm amazing. I have beautiful this. I have beautiful. Like, you know, uh, just even if it doesn't feel so great at the beginning, just keep showing up for yourself and... Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, it'll change soon. Yeah, absolutely. Accept yourself in every phase that you are in. Um, you know, you can always have goals in the future that is gonna that are out of love. So just embrace yourself now. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming, April, and of thank course. you so much for all of you who listened. Uh, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, of course. So I am on Instagram mainly at April Franchini and my name is spelled like the month but with a Y instead of an I and Fran- I will link it. Yeah, also. and Franchini is like C H I. Yeah. I will link I will link it in the description. Cool. Well, Amazing. Thank you so much and I hope you all have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Glow Podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please don't forget to leave a review and share it with a friend that you think might benefit from listening to this episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and I'll see you in the next episode.